0: Well, hi. Checking in. Hope things are good where you are. Man, I've I've had some incredible feedback from around the world from you listeners and and thank you for that, for both um, the encouragement to uh, keep sharing these ideas but also for the in-depth questions and um, the highlighting of which things are most interesting. Because, you know, sometimes what's just part of an everyday here gets um overlooked and and that's not to uh be overlooked it's just gets consumed in the normalcy and one of the things that keeps coming up is people being so fascinated about um having a look into an order process in particular um James in the 80s down rail thruster JJ and his project that we worked on so I mean, the reality is these conversations are happening with every board that we build for somebody, we being me, Um, and so not all of them are worth capturing because they can be distracting in terms of whilst dissecting the bird to find the song kill the actual moment of discussing what's, what's at hand. But then sometimes it's it's uh, easy to share those things and a um, joy to capture them too. So let's check in again. And um, gosh, there's so much to talk about in surfing and surfboards, forth, uh, just what we've been working on recently. But I figured let's use this frame as a, a guiding path for talking about so many things. So let's just uh, let's just call this project uh, Sean. Sean's board and we'll go through what he sent in his order form I'll discuss what we made and then there's some points of feedback that I'd love to share in terms of an email that he responded after he collected the board gosh we had the most fascinating conversation and as I said it's like not everything's worth capturing because it kills the moment and I I wish we had recorded that conversation only to share Um, so that you could have heard what we talked about, but Sean's got a very accurate and honest assessment of what he's trying to do in his surfing, and I find that most refreshing for two reasons. One, it's really easy to design something for somebody who knows where it's going to be difficult and where they don't want to bite off too little, but they also don't, um, careful not to bite off too much so that they can't chew on it immediately. Yet there's an incessant need to grow and progress you know the difference between where you're surfing at right now and where you want to be surfing at is um there should be a progression difference right there and boards can be something that take you to the next level now it's not about achieving different levels it's about curating this life path of surfing and its parts this lifestyle that is really then referenced and leveraged back into your life. I mean, Sean says it so well about taking those memories back home and into the day for the rest of uh, his day after a surf in the morning because he's very clear at what he's trying to accomplish and the kinds of feelings he's trying to gather by virtue of the kinds of maneuver he's trying to do on a wave that he knows he can can do and uh, the feeling that that brings him. So think about your surfing. Are you thinking about what you want to do? break that in half are you thinking about what you want to do today or in the next session or in the session and then are you thinking about what you're going to want to do years down the road we can talk about this at length down on it at another time but plant the seed right now are you building your surfing out and strengthening the things that will be forever useful you know working on things that are going to be consistently repeatable as you age and perhaps waves even change to what you're able to do and what you want to do. I think the best way to highlight that is what feels good to you. So let's start the order process. Order comes in. Once again, length, lengthly order form. I'd love to put some more fields in here, but I'm trying to keep it as brief as possible. Flavor of surfboard, Uh, asymmetrical, um, let's see, volume consideration. 35 to 37 liters. Conditions to be used in North Orange County, CA beach breaks. Conditions vary from inside runners to outside overhead peaks. A typical day, two to, feet, two to four feet. Regular footed, local spot, county, or region would be Bolsa Chica, State Beach, Beach Boulevard in Huntington Beach. Experience and committed stoke. It's always interesting how somebody answers this. Advanced surfing since 86 there's a whole bunch of surfing behind his belt surfing daily when the surf is good surf three to four days a week on average that's a lot of surfing height weight age and shoe size so six foot three 190 pounds 46 foot 40 uh, 46 years uh, now 47 actually and a size 11 shoe People are fascinated when I ask him that question, but I mean, I've been building boards, uh, just the very last board I built was for a guy who weighs 135 to 140 pounds, he's only 27 years old I believe, 27, 28 maybe, and he's got an 11 shoe. So imagine his leverage with 50 less pounds and a whole bunch of more sprightly ears in his belt, and he's got the same size foot, it's interesting. Here's his message. I would like to discuss how an asymmetrical design could help me surf better. I feel I surf well, but I feel limited with the current quiver. I'd like to surf in the pocket with confidence, surf on rail more often, and connect maneuvers smoother. I've studied film and have concluded I'm guilty of popping up, generating a lot of speed, but then lose the power on the wave face. I'd like to create a new approach of slowing down taking them more toward the beach, lean into a turn and snap a turn with confidence. I would like to discuss an asymmetrical board. Could you assist me in my surfing goals? Also, EPS slash epoxy or PU slash PE construction. I like both. Possibly do a PU epoxy with s glass to a stronger deck. Uh, music album reference was all the Smiths studio albums that's interesting all right so you you can that's the information i started with so you have as as much knowledge as i did when we began this project and and then we we set up a time to talk on the phone which i don't do with everyone but um sometimes it's most fitting some people want to do it some people don't really helpful for me to be honest um And after that conversation, which I'll cover in in brief of what we discussed, um, last point he adds, I finished trying out the podcast in reference with JJ, walking through his order process and James and the 80s down rail that I referenced earlier. These podcasts taught me not to be afraid of the unknown or unfamiliar and to challenge myself to improve with equipment that's more difficult in the beginning, but pays off in the long run with hard work that includes focusing on technique, Confidence in my abilities and a willingness to fail initially to improve exponentially. I think that's so well said. A willingness to fail initially to improve exponentially. I mean, if that isn't true for other areas of life, well, then we'd all be surprised. And it just shows how surfing really is the same as everything else. I... uh Yeah, less about me. I was going to share a story of what I'm working on at the moment, but it had to do with learning the theory of something apart from one's talent or intuitive approach and where you start off and just sort of polish on from there on in terms of music. All right. So, I mean, there's some honesty there. There's some assessment of what he wants to do, there's an assessment of what he can do and what he can't do. We spoke about that in depth on our phone conversation. But one of the things that I really enjoyed in his order inquiry was knowing that he's he wasn't frustrated with his surfing, he just knew there could be a little more accurate approach. I think he's felt maybe now and again what uh, the right thing feels like and obviously that feels best so you want to keep doing that and that really is where the honesty comes into any part of surfing you know you keep doing what feels good and according to history and the best surf movies and magazine photos the best things look good and feel good because what you're doing is fitting into the wave efficiently why you want to keep hitting the turn and connecting dots to the beach so you can do it over and over again so you know Nat Young talks about this principle. He he termed the fall line principle and the overlap between snowboarding, surfing, and skiing and the most efficient way down uh, undulated curved surface fed with gravity was not a straight line. Um, It's clearly not. It's a fall line. So they termed it the fall line and the best way to accelerate or maneuver through sections if it rocks glaciers trees bumps uh, windy sections curve pieces the best way to guide your equipment through or down that is not always straight in fact it hardly ever is and that creative path then becomes what he calls the fall line so if your board is fitting into a wave where it's supposed to be back up right there do you know where you're supposed to be fitting your board into the wave that really just comes with one's relationship and understanding of where the most beautiful powerful parts of this moving water surface is this energy traversing across the water surface or in the water surface is the wave can you fall in love with which parts are the powerful parts you can spend your whole life chasing those or you can spend your whole life trying to avoid them so you don't get hurt Some waves of consequence, that's a good choice. And then on every other day, the best surfing memories are made when you're in harmony and deep within those energized and powerful parts of the wave. So, Sean has a lot of, um, well, he has a lot of surfboards. You know, you collect them over time. But he's recently invested in quite a few fresh new boards. He sent me pictures of them all. Beautiful boards, like lovely boards a variety of makers and um yeah a little quad some grovely stuff some more traditional things um some old 80s inspired um retro stuff with some performance concepts built in essentially they're all performance surfboards though um things to try and add volume and combat the lack of wave catching ability those kinds of things but with those he sent me some photos of himself surfing and You could tell with his large, well, his tall frame and his athletic ability, he was unpacking it nicely, in my opinion, standing a little too tall on what he would have chosen as his best surf photos to send. Um, So, yeah, little things that stood out, but were clear and concise with the project at hand and what his um, initial perception of what he needed, wanted, and where he was frustrated. Therefore, we were designing within and around. So that's where we start. That's the backstory. I've been working on a board. I hate to call it a model because it's more of a concept. Everything's built start to finish by hand. But the concepts of things I've been working on most recently have been obviously a collection of the last few hundred boards. They put little bits of each one into each other. But the, the parameters with this one is to be as efficient as possible in terms of how well the board paddles catches waves and yet then performs now to me the biggest barrier to accomplishing this was going to be in the width i'll say it another way the easiest way to have a refreshingly floaty fast paddling board could be to make it wide and thick But there's a huge uh, sacrifice in how one is able to fit into those energised places of the wave we just mentioned. So if you're going from one rail to another, as you should be, constantly turning the board as Clayton's taught us, trying to stay in the parts of the wave that you are, only going as fast as the wave's making you want to go, trying to fit in with that pace, Constantly moving the board so that you're staying part of that real close to the white water and the power plots. Then a very, very narrow board would naturally go from one rail to another. Look at it, feel it as rolling from one to another. Now, obviously, you're not rolling, but you're going from a heel side to a toe side. Spend a lot of time thinking about the heel rail in particular and the toe rail in particular, but to be honest, the way they go from one to another has got a lot to do with one's technique. Now, this is true for any surfboard and any design, but in this conversation now, when we're discussing the diminishing return of how wide a board becomes easier to surf, well, it's really easy to surf, but it's really hard to go from one rail to another. Maybe in a powerful section or with incredible technique, you can you know, can pull it off, but the board starts surfing very flat. And that's still fun, but it's not efficient and it's not repeatable with incredible, um, either force, determination or an overpowering of the board in the wave. That's not beautiful surfing and it's not helpful in the long run. That's a brave statement, but if that's what you want to do, gosh, you're going to be, have fun doing it, but you're probably going to be frustrated by not being able to either go vertical in the wave face or fit in tighter into a pocket or get barreled without doing as much as trying to keep that wide part of the board in or out of the curtain of the wave. So pick your poison, but if you want good, fast-flowing surfing, that's what I'm about. That's what a lot of people are investigating. I think that's where good surfing's happening. That's definitely where the memories are made. Let's discuss this. How narrow can we make this board so that you can still catch waves, have enough phone to perform in mediocre surf, something that's still manageable, but be efficient from one rail to another. Now the retro stuff back in the day, which is still relevant, oh, a way to answer that would be to pull in the tail, put some V in, you can flop from one to another, and all those things are true. I have a hard time embracing them for day-to-day conditions, because without power in the wave and too much of a curve in the outline, the board doesn't stay wide enough for long enough to give you any quote unquote track or parallel speed down the line. This is where the fish comes into the conversation. Fish does a really good job of going fast and straight, but it's hard to turn if you've got this big old wide tail with the large swallows sticking up behind you, they're digging in. Asymmetry could help that, but essentially it's straight for a short time and therefore you can fit it into decent waves because you've got a small platform but overpowering it through a lot of turns in smaller waves hmm, it's not efficient in that it's uh it's forced or can be so really good surfers and great waves on small fishes well that's fantastic if you don't live in great waves and get to ride them every day on a small fish where are you what do you need this is which our project is exactly calling for and therefore a narrow efficient parallel board that comes into in the tail not overly pulled in the nose and now the rocker needs to complement all of this wow uh bravely flat but still with curve and channels ironically i say ironically because it's a huge part of the design that i'm not going to be changing on on a request because i believe in how much they're doing but a freeing, f- uh, freeing feeling from heel to toe and a fast glide overall. Let's just put those as the statement points. And I suggested this to Sean because of those facts and the science that we're trying to understand and definitely in love with trying to leverage and fit in with. Fit in with the science, meaning fitting into the wave, the shape of that curve and one's athletic ability. So that's what I had in mind, I sent some drawings, we talked on the phone, been making a bunch of these boards. I'll keep the name undisclosed right now because we haven't quite launched it, but I've made a bunch of them. And that's the concept. So picture that in your mind as best you will, stay tuned and you'll hear more about that. Um, But that's where my confidence lay from testing and from feeling where there was a diminishing return in that width element and knowing how many beautiful good surfboards he has to fall back on and also to reference both in technique and to switch out between. This is where um, I'm going to switch over to the feedback from him after collecting the board and that was by way of an email. So built the board, picked it up, had a lovely chat and he sent this email over and I will read it now. Hi Donnie. I wanna thank you for the time you spent conversing with me this past Monday. It's so rare to have that type of discussion with someone these days with the pandemic. It was very refreshing and important to me to connect with an individual that shares similar passion for surfing beyond the obvious, to actually dive deep into the mental part of surfing. The importance of this conversation was something that eluded me for a long time. The truth, the truth is the key to knowing yourself allowing you to reflect on who you are, your abilities, your limitations, and what's next. The truth is, I'm just a regular surfer. I'm not incredibly quick or super powerful or an aerialist that can boost over a closed-out section. In reality, I do have skills, but the skills are an average plus, I'd say. Average plus, I'd say. The one thing I do enjoy about surfing is the freedom of expression and to choose the type of surfing style you'd like. In the past, I was drawn to the excitement of airs, huge barrels and perfect waves. Unfortunately, surfing in Southern California, this is not a reality. The reality is mediocre waves at best, an occasional good surf. As I grow older, I've realized I needed to be truthful about my ability and the type of waves I surf. As we discussed, Knowing your abilities and focusing on developing those skill sets through visualization and surfing with technique can really create a beautiful style of surfing. I feel your wisdom in the subject really allowed me to buy into focusing on technique rather than my athletic abilities. I became to realize as you age, your athleticism may diminish, but your technique will only improve with hard work and dedication to your ultimate goal, being the best surfer you can be. Our use of technique and focusing on the skills abilities we do have will allow ourselves to build a foundation for a more refined and technically sound surfing. To me, understanding your limitations is a blessing. This knowledge allows us to focus on what we can do, and not putting energy and time into something that's not a reality. I do understand a surfboard is just something that material need, constructed out of foam and resin, but for me, I feel it's an extension of your dreams. Your ability to push your limits, develop your skill, and most importantly, have fun. I'll admit, as you banged my board on the ground, slammed your fist into the deck, I was horrified and didn't want to even look at the damage. As our conversation included, I was a bit concerned about my investment and the overall well being of my board. As we discussed, I met my wife for lunch and forgot about the concerns until I arrived home. I pulled into my driveway and unloaded my board, pulled it out of the bag, and braced myself for a shock of a lifetime. But, to my surprise, I saw nothing. Not a dent, not a ding, not a scuff of any kind. Almost as if the board is indestructible or magic. (laughs) Anyways, I was looking forward to riding this board in the upcoming weeks. I'm going to focus on popping up quietly and just focus on the purest form of surfing. I want to listen to the board and go from there. I appreciate you, Donnie, and feel a blessing to have the opportunity to surf one of your magic boards, Sean. Well, those were kind words. But uh, more than that they they were very honest and accurate. I love the way he described his uh assessment of what he wants to do, what he's able to do and how he consistently thinks about the style in his surfing. I mean style is such a crazy word but isn't surfing such a crazy thing and to find the adjectives of describing what's feeling good, of course they're going to be they're going to be crazy and hard to pinpoint. So thank you Sean. Thank you for those lovely words. Thank you for the um, honest assessment and the, the conversation we had. You know, one of the things we would mentioned that he references in that that email talking about the things we discussed was, he's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to get home and describe the excitement of the amazing surf you had or the frustration of when things didn't quite all click together. And to a non-surfer, that could just be absolutely ludicrous. But even to somebody who surfs, it can be hard for them to either share your joys or understand your your struggles. But that's just the point. It's not about having to share these even magical moments. Nobody's going to understand. I mean, maybe they will to a part, but you do this for yourself. You do this for a more balanced assessment of where you are at in life, when you got up early to do the hard things, when you took care of all the responsibilities and fit in a cardio form of exercise and happen to be riding through blue cylinders and getting spat out and changed nothing except for your perspective on what life is. I mean, these are the kinds of things that if they're important to you, well, you're a surfer and that matters. So leverage it responsibly so you can keep doing it again and get a deeper, more balanced, fulfilled life. So we've said a lot. A few uh, weeks have passed and Sean wanted to talk to me today. I put some time aside turned on the mics and I'm going to play you the conversation of his feedback after writing this board for a few times I had no idea what he was about to say and so this is it in its honest form and uh, warts and all Sean I thank you for being willing to share this I also thank you for your belief in my craftsmanship and this product and you know i take that seriously because it's such a joy to share both these ideas with people and these boards with with people like yourself and those listening that that know you know the surfing thing is really powerful and credible and it's an honor to do and great thing to have in our lives so to reference that and leverage it properly think about where your pain points are in your surfing when you listen to this conversation and the rest of this recording too but what can you take away and think about at the beach? Now, I gave Sean some homework to do in his next upcoming surfs and there were joys to leverage, there were frustrations to combat, but there was an honesty that I think is most important and things work, some things don't work, and the reality is to pinpoint those and then be kind to yourself too. There's a lot that you're getting right already. Don't throw that out the out with the baby and the bathwater, as I say, but also, you know, don't only dwell on what's not working just remember everything that is so think about your surfing think about the depth you can get out in um in that in that part and here is that conversation we'll go to the phone now
1: yeah so did i (laughs) that's what i was doing i was like oh hang on dude here i go
0: (laughs) too good so so what's Um, happening i'd love to hear uh your thoughts and uh all your thoughts really
1: cool anyways I want to thank you um did you get my
0: email I sent you i absolutely did I've, I've read it twice and I'm actually looking forward to sharing that on the podcast and I wanted to check with that I know you'd said up front that was fine but yeah it's, I've taken time to um to think about oh, what okay. you what you wrote and you wrote that so beautifully and I also feel like um yeah it's 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 kind of there might need to be some explanation before and and then some follow up after it for people to understand where it was coming from. So no, I absolutely appreciated that and I've been chewing on it ever since and can't wait to share it.
1: Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know if it was just too much or kind of weird. I just
0: no, um, no, no. You were great, mate.
1: I just wanted to um, express you know my appreciation and everything. But um, cool, okay, yeah, whatever you got to do. Um. Anyway, so. Couple weeks, um, I've written the board, um, usually just pretty average, maybe waist, you know, chest high waves, you know, everything's fine. Um, what I've actually learned from this board is either it's seriously either your best friend and something that you've never experienced in the sense of its um, drive, its power, um, its stability, everything. If like we discussed you put the technique into it but if you don't it's a beast and i've you know caught my nose i have buried the rail the tail has dragged and just kind of like slowed me down and um so what i've learned is like like my friends were like that thing looks so easy to ride it's a groveler i'm like I'm telling you, it's not. If you don't write it correctly, it it doesn't work. Um, so I don't know if that's what I'm describing is accurate or is it just me? What do you think?
0: I think, um, well, it's real to you, so therefore it's real. But then mm-hmm. to like go back to technique, I think what you're finding is um, you... Sorry, well, I'm being interrupted, yeah. Are you friends with the mm-hmm. breaker? Do you know him? Yeah, just leave it at the front door. Can I leave this with you? Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're doing the, the right thing, then you can actually feel what the board's wanting to do. Now, the only way to isolate what's actually happening would be how does it feel when you get back onto your other boards? In other words, mm. like, this board is... Is highlighting a few things, so things are bubbling to the surface, and obviously, there's good surfing happening when your technique is good. Now, that's going to be true for every board, but what we discussed too was, and it, it was beautiful when you first reached out, was like a board that can let you unlock certain things that you know you've either been working on or been lazy in. So, that's one mm-hmm. point. The second point is how much you know what you want to do and accomplish when you surf and want to carry that forward with you in your surfing. So, Mm -hmm. yes, I could make you a board that's easier to ride in most conditions every day, but it could promote laziness. That's why I say, how does your surfing feel when you go back to the other boards? Because I'm asking this from my own frustrations. I haven't done that yet.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I haven't done that yet. Well, what I've noticed with this board too, um, and the only thing that I know why um, the technique is key, that the nose will catch if you're – not balancing enough on your, what you know if you're pushing way too hard on your front foot um the nose will catch but if you kind of balance it out drive with your front foot but still have pressure on your fins it's flawless it's perfect it's it's amazing Mm -hmm. but i noticed that if i push too hard with my front foot that nose will catch it'll either slow me down or just put me over the rail and it's um it's not pretty. (laughs) So, um, it's, it's all about technique with that board. It's incredible. Like how, and like today, just for example, like, like I said, I've been surfing the thing, you know, knee waist, chest high, but today was a lot bigger. And, um, my, my first wave um, was probably about a foot or two overhead surfing Huntington. I didn't think about the board. I didn't do anything. I just took off, you know, got in my lunge, pressed with my front foot but you know got got on my rail the thing lined up I flew went up to the top snapped it set the rail incredible didn't think about anything next wave came I was like wow that was pretty easy no problem I got lazy caught the nose it slowed me down pressed on the tail slowed me down it got eaten up and ate it really hard Mm. so like it's funny when you don't think about it, you just do what you're supposed to do. It's great. But if you overthink it or get lazy, it doesn't work. It's crazy. It's just crazy to me.
0: Yeah. So I I think it's the width with, I mean, when everything's done right and it's um, efficient, it's, it is flawless. But as soon as you start, like you were saying your words, getting lazy um, without that extra width there to help you coast through bad technique or bad uh Mm -hmm. lines it's you're gonna start to to bog which Mm -hmm. will start to make you auto correct um now now we've given you a harder board to surf but with a really good positive feedback in other words it like self you can self-edit very accurately Mm -hmm. what i've found and i've been actually rode, um i rode one of those this morning um what I've found is going between that board and other boards and back to and from it. The technique, yes, is one thing. And even if you're someone like yourself who's making notes and um, being being mindful of your targets every session, things to line up, things that you need to, you know, um, put together mm-hmm. in a ride from start to finish, is for me, I can do all those things and forget one. And the one I always forget, now this is just for me, but it might be helpful for you because we're talking about the same forth, is I can do all those things standing tall for mm-hmm. m- to the most part. But if I forget to do all of those things and stay low, that's when the problem's going to come. And the reason I bring it up is for one, I've been feeling it, but two, I know how tall you are and how much leverage you have and the yeah. isolation between your front foot and back foot and catching the nose is something that... That's where the middle, little red flag goes up in this story for me. And I say it because I just shaped one for Asher on Saturday and I actually lowered the rocker.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You lowered the rocker? <laughs> yeah, we we lowered
0: the rocker and pulled in the nose because he he loves his board, but it's working so well and we're trying to find, okay, where's the diminishing return? So we actually trying yeah, to get it yeah. wrong so that we can have confidence in where we're sitting right now
1: oh my god yeah like where is the <laughs> where is the line when you can't ride this anymore well exactly because...
0: so we went an inch shorter we pulled the nose in slightly and lowered the rocker so we the, actually the board is now even more difficult to ride but wow we were willing to play there because i've never seen him poke his nose I don't really poke my nose, but I'm shorter than you. But I have never seen Asher not staying close to his board. So that was, for me, like, wow, he's got that on lock. He doesn't have to work on that anymore. That's just part of his thing. I'm working on it daily. Mm -hmm. But I listen to your story, and I'm like, man, you're so much taller and got so much more leverage that if you don't, like, if that's not absolutely taken care of on every wave. And you'll Mm -hmm. find what will happen is toward the ends of people's sessions, I'll speak broadly here. One gets tired, mm-hmm. and it's more comfortable to stand up tall. But we've given you a narrow oh, yeah. board, and like that's where, yeah. and it's just about, it's actually just about reminding yourself to do it, and then you can totally do it. It's not like you're too tired that you can't. It's just your your body yeah, starts you're just choosing an easy path. Mentally physically lazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, it's funny because today, like I was describing that bigger first wave, I was fresh, I was feeling good, dropped in, lunged, just solid, and then yeah, and then you're like, oh, that was easy. I don't need to. I don't need to look at it anymore. And then it showed me, no, you need to reset, do everything correctly, or I am not going to perform for you. And the difference between a good ride and a bad ride is just the technique. And then, like you said, locking into those fundamentals, you know, low center of gravity, the lunge, leaning into it. And that's what's crazy. I caught waves and got around sections that – seem impossible but if you're doing it correctly that board is incredible incredible Mm. and that's what i love about it like you said the sensitivity and the the narrow you know um you know the width of the board turns everything's great but it's just that like you've explained it in second what i said is if you don't do it correct it's not going to work and i love that because it forces you you know To work harder and to mentally and physically push your ability which um a more forgiving board like you said you can be lazy and it's still going to perform but not at the best that it could because the board's doing the work not you and i like that i like that challenge
0: so let's Um, let's consider you you as not a pro surfer okay Um, uh uh-huh just because you're not. <laughs> and no, neither am I. No, so no. So let's, let's say we set out to do this, giving you something that only works when you do the right thing. Like, mm-hmm. how frustrating would that be? Because that would mean probably going into the store and buying, like, the latest pro model, whatever, chipped out, rocket. Like, just you can put that in your mind really quickly. This project, mm-hmm. and why I've been working so much on trying to get this design right, is, look, you can catch knee high to waist high waves and be working on your surfing every day on average to good conditions too. This is the difference and, and I think that's why it highlights the um the flaws in technique because it is we've built in this as much sensitivity as we can with still being able to have a wave catching board on yeah. on everyday waves. But yeah. I always say boards that you love or boards that you remember are ones that flow if it doesn't flow like the the highlights in between it's there's just not a big enough dynamic range to be like you know the base the 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 base level is just if there's no flow there's just it's it's just not good mm-hmm. you know so like the fact that we're feeling flow in between is encouraging and now like those highs and lows are are really interesting really
1: so do you feel what i'm explaining is accurate what the board's designed to do
0: i a hundred percent do i'm a little okay. worried that you're beating yourself up in terms of um getting one wave wrong here or there i would encourage you yeah. to put the board aside and go straight back to your other boards and feel if your surfing is improved and the, the reason okay. i bring that up is because i don't want to call this board a training wheel but i've made something that mechanically and scientifically fits into curves so your technique mm-hmm. now has to unlock that but that mm-hmm. technique 100% should be able to carry a, be carried over. Now, as soon as you're going to wider boards, it's gonna be more difficult to lay it on rail, but you will feel that your struggle on a board as opposed to, I didn't know that I should be laying it on rail now. Now you do, mm-hmm. and when you go back, oh, yeah. you'll feel how much a board will wanna lay over, but if you're never laying a board over, you will. how are you supposed to know? So that's why I feel like go back to the other boards Don't beat yourself up mentally and then come back. I don't want
1: to, though. I don't want to, though. (laughs) I think you need to. I want... Okay. No, I I think you do
0: because it'll it'll highlight how accurately you're surfing.
1: Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I just... I I love that board and I want to keep, you know, picking at it and working on it because I know it has so much potential and I'm not complaining. I just know how unforgiving it is but when you do it correctly it's your best friend it's just it's crazy because like you said most boards are forgiving if you make a mistake oh well it corrects for you that board does not do that
0: yeah (laughs) it will
1: it will not correct for you
0: that's really interesting no and you're right with that i maybe what i would encourage you to do then is i'm slightly you want to stay on it um i'm trying to look at your surfing as a life skill in other words we're building something for a long time here uh Maybe take two boards to the beach, start on that one. Exactly. Five mm-hmm. five, six waves, then go to another board. And it's more about switching up boards so that you can feel always think about feeling the wave and having a memory. Forget about mm-hmm. what you're doing and how what you're writing, which is counterintuitive, but it, it helps take yourself out of the equation because you you're not somebody who's not paying attention to the things you're supposed to be doing. So yeah, I would I would encourage that and see where you are in another week or two, because this sounds like a very um rewarding experiment. in fact, that, oh yeah, no, yeah. I
1: feel it's so challenging. Switching would make surfing not more enjoyable but just so much more easy and carefree, considering the fact that this board does demand um your attention. Mm. but then also, I don't want to forget about it because I feel like I am progressing. I feel like it is forcing me to form better and the correct habits. So it's just more of just like the challenge like pushes me. Like the last three days I couldn't surf and I was so bummed (laughs) because um, the weather. But like last week on on your board, I surfed twice and I never do that because I just don't have the time. But I was so like intrigued and having so much fun trying to figure it out. I surfed at like 6 a.m. Then I went out my lunch and surfed at 12 because I just wanted that challenge. And uh, like I said, when it surfs correctly, it's the best thing in the world. If I don't surf it correctly, it's like, dang, dude, this thing, <laughs> it's a beast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she's she's punishing, but yeah, very rewarding yeah. to her. Uh... You know what's funny? I is just like I, my... <laughs> you bring up something that happened this morning is um, I, I thought I was going to surf a little bit later today than I did. And I... I checked. Um, I checked a kind of obscure little break this morning. That, gosh! And I was like, oh, it's working right now. The tide's right up. I've got to get out there. So I actually only had a three-two mm-hmm. with me, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm, no, I'm not going to waste time and go get a bit different weight suit. I'm just going. I'm I'm out there. So I I was very um, much on the on the wrong side of the rubber equation. And oh yeah, I paddled out and I had a couple really good waves. Like gosh, locked into one. Like one of those ones you'll never forget, kind of thing and then i i just um gosh i started getting cold but i was so focused and so trying to stay on point riding that Mm -hmm. board um and eventually I, i i took off and i was i was like dragging my almost my knee and my shin in the wave face trying to get tighter and and like
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And I, I couldn't uh-huh. really feel what I was doing, but I could feel myself slowing down and then starting to pay attention. I was like, man, what's going on? And I just realized my feet were so cold. I just had lost... I'd lost how much feedback was coming out of the board that I'm so used to. And I uh-huh. it was really interesting. I Eventually, I was like, man... So I tried to surf one backside, and it actually felt a little bit better because I just sort of like did a high-line cruise, wrapped it around. It was, yeah. I just had a yeah. simple line, and it wasn't a barreling wave. And I realized, I was like, man... Like the wax feels like it's scratching my the bottom of my feet because I had lost wow. the blood flow. Yeah, no, and I, I was like, um, okay, I can't. This is this board needs to be served sensitively, and I have none left, so I need to get out the water. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I. It's funny because I, for the first time, I, I got a new um, you know that company Farrell. Yes. Yeah, I got one of their suits. I got their three three plus hooded suit. I actually busted it out today because I'm like, and it, dude, I don't know what suits you but this suit is incredible. I didn't feel water the whole time and it was freezing this morning and I felt nothing. Yeah. That's felt the way so to go. I felt so good. I felt so good in this suit. Um, it's the feral three millimeter hooded plus whatever. I don't know. It's a great suit. Oh, great it's, suit.
0: It's so good to have the right equipment and it's, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm an ambassador for Vistula so I you know, rock their stuff and yeah. I've been very impressed. But what it is, is, um, you know, like you'll know, somebody will paddle out and make a comment like, Oh, you don't need a hood on. It's not that cold. And it's, You know, personally I I run cold at the best of times, Mm. but it's for me, it's like, I'm not worried about how cold the water is. I'm I'm worried about how much I can maintain focus. Like if if I swim out with a housing and I'm shooting photos, like of course I'm going to put more rubber on, but of course I can't last as long. But of course my sensitivity in different parts is, it's a different thing, you know? So it's, I think everyone needs to find the right tools so that they're most comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not about being warm. It's about being alert. You know, sometimes you can be so distracted yeah. because you're cold and other times it makes yeah, you so like, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to fall off kind of thing.
1: <laughs> exactly. If you're focused on your chattering teeth or how cold you're feeling, then you're not focusing on technique or getting low or anything. You're focusing on, ah, I, I want to get the heck out of here. <laughs> so, that's funny. but, um, I, I really appreciate follow through on that and that what I'm experiencing makes sense and um, that you recommend me switch back and forth on boards. Cause I wasn't going to, I was just going to ride this board until it's unlocked and it feels perfect, but it makes sense to kind of transition, you know, use this as, like you said, a training wheel, take it to my regular boards, go back to this. So that's what I'll do. That's cool.
0: And that's it. not the right advice or wisdom maybe that i would share with everyone some people keep, keep chopping and changing they don't know where they don't even know where to start making notes you're on a such a disciplined and regimented um scale that i would i would recommend that because of the strength you have in the other department. so um yeah cool. and and give yourself some grace too like even this morning i had to remind myself that i wasn't surfing well till it's in because i was cold it had nothing to do with me that was just like the science at yeah. play and and Gosh, man! You brought up a good point when we had a conversation in the bay here. When you picked up your board, that I'm still really enjoying thinking about was just how intentional you are about what you want to do, and like Mm -hmm. going out there and just executing it, um, with with a very clear sense of what you want out of the session like you know that bottom turn to top turn one in the bag mm-hmm. you're good for the whole session everything else is gravy those were those, those weren't your yep. words but I think that was the essence of what you were trying to convey oh yeah oh I, yeah I just think that's so beautiful you know like the the fact that you know what you're trying to do every time and it takes the pressure mm-hmm. of trying to put a whole session together and you yeah. end up having more fun you let people go on waves I bet you you're more relaxed I found myself thinking about that and doing that um since we've mm-hmm. spoken and, and having having a lot more fun to be honest
1: it's just one it's one a session that one that you like you said it's in your memory bank and once you do it you're like mission complete the rest like you said is gravy it's like i'm good no stress yeah um and today i did it on wave one literally wave one then the rest of it i just surfed like an hour and a half uh the rest of the session i'm like cool about like six people i knew paddle out next to me i'm like no worries i'm going home <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, wave one did it for me and I was, I was chill the whole time. Even if I, like I said, made mistakes, it wasn't as critical though I didn't have that pressure. I got to get that one wave. But, yeah. um, uh, last week, you know, same thing. I caught a couple really good waves. And yeah, dude, that's just the way I do it. Just one memorable wave because then it sets the tone and you know, you can do it. So you're not stressed. You're good.
0: Yeah. And so, you take that with you for the rest of the day. That's really good.
1: Yep. Yep. And you're good. And, um, dude, like in that email I wrote you about you banging the board, (laughs) I'm not kidding, man. I was like, what the fuck is he doing banging my board, dude? (laughs) Like, I don't know about this.
0: No, I'm glad you said that because I'm so used to doing that. And I'd bang that thing probably five, ten times before you arrived. So it wasn't news to me. But no, I need to be more sensitive because, um, yeah, (laughs) that's funny. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad it's, it worked out in the end. But yeah, that must have been a stress show, man. (laughs)
1: I mean, even if you gave me that board for free, I'd be like, What are you doing, dude? (laughs) Like But if you invest money and you're like, Why you let me bang it. You don't bang it, but I get it. Like I get it. I was like, Holy smokes I was like I said, I was telling my wife, I'm like I'm like, Oh man, that i had a great time but, dude, like he banged it (laughs) She's like, Isn't that bad? I'm like, That's really bad But I when I got home it was flawless and
0: I don't know. Yeah, that's the nope. epoxy and the s cloth doing its job there. Yeah, I mean, I, I I ping them like that all the time as I'm marking and measuring the frequencies, and yeah, um, haven't heard one yet. Not neither am I trying to. It's just uh, part of the. It's
1: crazy. It's crazy because on a on a traditional board, that thing would split or crack or whatever. Like insane, insane. <laughs> so what? I remember you guys were talking on the podcast. What is this frequency uh, sound thing? What does that do?
0: um i don't know but i've been chasing it and like when you pick up a a wooden fruit bowl or a guitar or a drum or a trash Mm can you know like some of them sound better some of them are more instrumental than others and i've always felt surfboards are the same way you know people talk about that magic board and a lot of times it's them judging something in a shop or at the beach and they're not even surfing it and there's something you can tell in a board before you ride it. And it's got to do with like, if it doesn't flow, it's probably a no go anyway. If it doesn't okay. sound right or feel right, it's probably going to not flow. You know, it's, they're building blocks and it's one part of surfboards I feel like is understudied and, um, mm. ill treated. And I'm, I feel like we can measure it, but I also feel like in the future, I'm trying to be able to forecast the two, like, I feel yeah. like you would like a board at this frequency that sustains exactly. for this length, kind of more tuned. Um, and it's not rocket mm-hmm. science; it's just a measure of um, a consistency in a rep, like in a production s- schedule, consistency with materials, and then just um, collecting the data of like which parts are doing what. So like there's a way I'm glassing every one of those channel bottoms that I'm not changing because that seems to be a consistency on the boards, feeling light enough, strong enough, sound good, Mm -hmm. and they're also buildable. So yeah, Mm. I can't tell more than um, I've learned that I would think I was measuring the boards and looking at the frequencies too closely and as much as that is important, I feel like the length, the resonance of that frequency, once again to the musical Mm. notes, like how long things Mm -hmm. sustain is probably more indicative of what I should be chasing. Because if your board's yeah. an inch shorter and that next guy's is an inch longer, clearly the notes will be different. But I feel like yeah. if they both ring for a long time, we're in a good uh, good place to start flowing. So,
1: yeah, I understand. It's not the level, it's the length is what's key. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's both. But that way the, the volume... Thickness, width, height—all those ratios are variable, but the constants—the constant would be not the note, but how long it's ringing. Whether, the, whether yeah. it can ring, uh, yeah,
1: because the length, thickness, yeah. width—all that will change. Yeah,
0: and that's it, cool. I yeah. love it. What
1: What is mine at? Do you know? Um, I don't
0: know. I can't You're remember. I can't remember. Look. I think uh, my my mind's saying 171. i got to look at my notes. It's not on the page. It's in front of me right now. It's probably in my other sketchbook. But I think that was okay. 171, somewhere around there. That's pretty high, right? And it, well, it's as high as I can get them. And then that board was wet uh-huh. on wet laminated. So that was, on my notes, I was getting up a 15%. So that would have been... The one fifty four is that the math right? Um, from mm. up to one seventy one. So yeah, like there are little gains, but like I said, it's how long it's ringing probably more important. So
1: yeah, that's awesome. No, I remember in your podcast you guys were talking about that, and I was like, oh, interesting. I wonder what mine is.
0: <laughs> I actually. need well, I, list- I need to describe into the board. Times.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, multiple times. I re-listened to them because I miss things. And I hear new things. I'm like, oh,
0: okay. It's funny, yeah. The feedback's been incredible from around the world. I'm, I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm honored because I don't, I don't do this for badges. I do this so that we can all get deeper in our, in our um, surfing. But it's been really interesting. Like people have been commenting on certain things, and I keep telling people, and and yeah, we'll put it out now. But it's like, hey, like if if you've got questions about what's what we're talking about, like feel free to put them in because. Like, I just gloss over things that I've been thinking about for years, and I haven't figured them out so but to talk mm-hmm. about things that I've just forgotten to think are important or forgotten to emphasize or um they come from people redirecting the conversation there, so yeah, things mm. that stand out mm-hmm. or things that aren't explained well enough, we can chew on them together or find somebody that knows yeah
1: <laughs> that's awesome so um, with my email, you wanted to discuss that on there.
0: Yeah, I would love to if you find that fitting or um, something you'd like to share. Uh, I feel like a lot of people could glean um, their own perspective through the words you chose.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, <clears throat> I wouldn't say my writing was flawless, but if you feel like you understand it and it makes sense, then definitely use it. I just don't want to sound stupid. That's all. <laughs> uh,
0: well, we'll keep it so, anonymous if you're worried about that, but I feel like you were very oh, I'm articulate. I'm not that worried
1: okay good i'm not that worried i'm not worried no you you can use my name i don't care
0: you know what i think is um it's interesting you say you don't want to sound stupid because you know anyone who would would judge that would be either um very out of tune with their own surfing or so good that they're just um being a being an arsehole
1: yeah true yeah true but it's so funny like normal people i would get it like a normal if somebody was reading that to me i'd get it like yeah i I identify with
0: that that's what i think is important is the fact that we're all in this together like in other words like every one of us take off on the hill we go down to the bottom and come up to the top to what degree is up to you and then how to improve that degree well like that's things you got to think about you know Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's I feel like it's the well, most exciting part of surfing because, like I said, okay, we'll get off that board, go to the other one. Because what remains true is your surfing life from here on out. Because you know what you're trying to do, and you want to build the right things in that stay relevant. So that's so well, mature. Funny.
1: I think taking going from the board you built me to another board would actually make those that technique and fundamentals a lot easier because it's built to enhance. You know, it's it's any deficiencies that'll help me because that board. I'm telling you, if you don't do it right, it's not going to work. But when you do it right, it's better than any board you've ever ridden. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's just crazy. I don't. I, it's just crazy how. And my friends were like, "Dude, that's a groveler on my like, dude. It's not a groveler. If anything, it's an anti-groveler." And it rides really good in small stuff, but like today, like I said, in the bigger, more more ways with more push and more demand, it was incredible. It was incredible. So. <laughs>
0: It's so fun to hear! I loved
1: it. I uh, loved good it. stuff. So,
0: right. anyways, well, do your homework. Thank you. Um, switch those boards out. Cut your sessions in half. Just give yourself some grace and, um, yeah, loop back. I can't wait to hear what um, you find and things you learn that we can share, and that way we all get better together.
1: Perfect. I'll connect with you uh, in a few weeks. No right. big deal.
0: Thanks, mate. All right, all right. Thank you. Take care. See ya. Bye, bud.
1: Bye.